What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are heading into a weekend. So that typically means that Friday, you're going to get a bunch of new series kicking off. So that means on Thursday, oftentimes we don't get everyone playing. It's going to be like a little, a little less than a full slate of games. Sometimes it's a lot less. But yesterday, we did not have a full slate of games. But there was still some baseball going on, of course. But that's just series wrapping up for the week before teams fly out to their weekend destinations to play a new series so we're just going to go through each game because we can let's do it so angels won a slugfest in detroit by a score of 13 to 10 plenty of contributors up and down the lineup several guys with multiple hits a bunch of they had three guys with three hits in that game including rookie brandon marsh who was three for five with three rbis and he had two triples on the day so his three hits were two triples and a double. That'll that'll do some good stuff for your slugging percentage. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that, that's healthy. But Brandon Marsh is a rookie. He's a highly touted rookie for the Angels. Angels have good young players. You know, Jared Walsh, we already know he was all-star. Joe Adele, we're still waiting for him to come into his own, but he's still really young. Brandon Marsh got called up this year. He's playing center field for now until at least Mike Trout gets back. But... Marsh became the first Angels player with two triples in a game since Eric Ibar. Remember him? Back, like, I mean, I remember that was like a decade ago when Eric Ibar was, was roaming. He was roaming the infield for for the Halos. But, yeah, 2011, Eric Ibar was the last time a Angels player had two triples in the same game. But a 13-10 win means that the Tigers also had a good amount of offense on their side. Miguel Cabrera, home run wash. He's still stuck on 499. He did go two for five with four RBIs on the day. So he had a very, very good day. Just did not leave the yard, and he's waiting for for that home run. And, um, hey, I mean, that happens sometimes. That happens. He'll get it, though. He'll get it. But Angels survive a very abysmal start by Jose Quintana, who only went one and a third with five earned runs. And then Sleggers came in behind him, went three and a third with four in runs. They still won this game. They were still able to win this game because they, you know, they were able to get big hits when it mattered. A big sixth inning where they scored six runs. That was really what did it for them. Moving down to Tampa Bay, where the Orioles lost yet again. They have extended their losing streak to a season-high 15 games. So the Rays completed a sweep of the O's. Not much to say here, honestly, um, other than everyone really ex- everyone expected this to happen. Shane McClanahan pitched well, five innings, one earned run against Baltimore. But, you know, Baltimore is a punching bag at this stage. 15 straight losses tells you everything you need to know. If you go to Texas, though, this is an exciting one. So the Mariners won in 11 innings. 9-8 to eight was the final score, but you know, th- this game had a little bit of, a little bit of everything. I mean... Adolis Garcia robbed a home run in the outfield there. I mean, it, it was Sports Center top play, whatever. Top of the 11th inning, the Rangers are down by two runs. He goes there. I mean, this would have been, you know, further insurance for the Mariners. And, he, you know, he's playing right field, goes to the wall, and brings back a home run to rob Jake Fraley and keep the score at 9-7. to But, you know, the Rangers would score one run in the bottom of that inning, and and still lose, but that was a heck of a catch by Adolis Garcia. Other highlights in this game include 
you know, big hits by the Mariners. Mitch Hanniger, a three-run home run. Kyle Seeger hit his 300th career double. You know, big big time for him. He's, you know, he's probably going to be in the Mariners Hall of Fame. Because he's probably the best player they've had since, I mean, since Ichiro. So Ichiro left the Mariners. He came right in and he's been the face of that franchise. So good for him. And, um, yeah, so Chris Flexen was on the bump. Five strikeouts for him. Yeah, this game went into extras. And the Mariners get that dub. Mariners are still hanging around, folks. 66 and 56 is their record. And if we take a look at the standings, I mean, that AL West obviously is not going to be, is not going to be within reach for them. But if we take a look at the wild card, what, what do they have to do for the wild card? Let's take a look. So American League wild card entering today, Friday. Seattle is three games out. They're three games out, but they're playing good baseball right now. They're eight and two in their last ten, and I mean, obviously, we know that they have been pretty lucky this year because they have a negative run differential. Yet they sit three games out of a playoff spot. They they have a minus forty two run differential. So what that means is they win a lot of close games. They win a lot of close games, like yesterday, for example, a one run victory, nine to eight. That's that's what the Mariners have been doing all year long. So we'll see. We'll see if their drought ends this year. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm now hesitant. You guys might notice I'm a bit hesitant to make certain predictions because, you know, I've already been, um, I mean, probably been proven wrong about the Yankees. I was I was trying to bury them a month ago. Did not see them making all those moves at the deadline, and then they made all those moves and they turned their season around. So, I'll hold off on the predictions for now, at least as, until maybe September or mid September as we get much closer to to the postseason. Carrying on, though, we go to KC. The Astros avenged their loss from the previous night where Chaz McCormick was thrown out to end the game. So they won this time, score of 6-3. Aledmus Diaz had a three-hit, three two-RBI game. And, yeah, I mean, nice afternoon game at Coffin Stadium. Astros continue to do their thing. I mean, this is a winning team. They will take on the Mariners. We were just talking about the Mariners. They will take on the Mariners in Houston starting tonight, actually. If we move to Chicago, south side, south side of Chicago, White Sox took on the A's. Oakland is in the playoff hunt. They currently own a wild card spot. If the season were to end today, they would take the second wild card. They won by a score of 5-4 to four over the White Sox. And Cole Irvin was on the bump, six innings, three earnings. And that was all that, I mean, those were all the earned runs. Those are all the earned runs that uh, the White Sox would score. Trevino would give up an unearned run at the end, but he's, he would still get the save. He would lock it down. Offensively, Sean Murphy and Matt Chapman went deep for Oakland. And on the White Sox side, obviously a very good team in their own right, Andrew Vaughn went deep his 15th of the year. Eloy Jimenez hit a double, but it was not enough. It was not enough to um, to get it done against Oakland. Um, so, yeah, serious finale out there in Chicago. Chris Bassett is okay, which is, you know, they just want to get out of Chicago with Chris Bassett in one piece uh, after he got, he took a line drive to the Dome the other day, and sounds like he is doing okay. Mad Bum, how's he doing? Madison Bumgarner, so he led the D-backs to a sweep of the Phillies out in the desert. Probably a shock to Philadelphia because they had been riding a bit of a high, but if we look at it, Zach Wheeler, this dude giveth and he taketh away. I mean, he had He's he has let me be fair. He has had an excellent season, 
But just a few starts ago, he had a very dominant start. I think it was like three starts ago. And after that, everyone was like, whoa, this dude is going to, you know, he's going to, he's throwing himself into the Cy Young. He's going to be in the Cy Young race. Yeah, it was August 8th against the Mets. He went complete game. He went uh, complete game shutout with 11 punch outs. And then two starts since then, he's been hit around a bit. You know, last night, six and two-thirds, six earned runs against the D-backs. The start before, you know, he went six innings, four earned runs against Cincinnati. And now he's kind of, I don't want to say come back down to earth, but people have pumped the brakes now after he's thrown out back-to-back uh, starts that that were kind of rough. And yesterday was was pretty rough against Arizona, which was probably not expected. I'm sure people did not expect Wheeler to cough up six earned runs against the D-backs, but hey, that's baseball. And Madison Baumgartner, he turned back the clock. Eight innings with one earned run. Looking like vintage Mad Bum from back in the day. And if we go to New York, the the Yankees took on the Minnesota Twins. 7-5 was the final score in that game. John Carlo hit his 20th home run of the year. Higashioka, two-run home A lot of home runs in this game, even for the Twins. Miguel Sano, Jake Cave, each hit solo homers. Luke Voigt was back in the lineup at a two-run double. This dude is, is doing everything he can to get that playing time. He was in, in the DH spot. And the Yankees finally did what they've, they've been needing to do. I was talking about this a couple days ago. They went Gallo, Judge, Stanton from left field to right field. And they put Luke Voigt at DH, Rizzo at first base. That is the lineup that they need to trot out there every night. That's what they need to do. I mean, they still, for some reason, brought Gardner off the bench late in the game. But he's, he's going to be a bench player at this point. That's what the Yankees have to do. Uh, you got to, you know, if you want to put Judge in center, I guess you can. I, I think I would prefer to see Joey Gallo in center field. Um, I mean, I think he, he would fit that better just based on what I know anecdotally I feel like Joey Gallo has more experience playing center field than Aaron Judge does but hey those three guys are your outfielders including Stanton get Stanton out of the DH spot put Luke Voigt there and it worked last night all those guys pitched in like I said Stanton home run Luke Voigt you know two run double so good stuff for the Yankees Jameson Tyon continued to be pretty solid I mean, he's not going to be comeback player of the year because that's going to be Trey Mancini, but this guy has been solid in, in his comeback year. He's been, I mean, not great, but he's just been good. He's a 3.94 ERA on the year, and that's, I think that's everything the Yankees could have hoped for when they signed this guy. If we go to Cincinnati, the Reds defeated the Marlins. Ty, uh, not Tyler Naquin. Jonathan India continues his, his march towards that NL Rookie of the Year trophy, leading off for... Cincinnati Reds, he went two for three with two runs scored yesterday. He's now up to a 280 average and 863 OPS. Joey Votto continued to rake as he's been doing this summer. 27th home run of the year last night. And then Luis Castillo on the bump, hucking that thing. Seven innings, one earned run, seven punch outs for the Cincinnati Reds, who are now an impressive 66 and 57 on the year. If you saw that coming, then congratulations because. Most of us did not. Most of us did not. And the Reds, you know, we talked about this yesterday. They have an uphill battle. But it's getting interesting now. It's getting close. They are one game out of a playoff spot. The San Diego Padres have the second playoff spot. And Reds are just one game behind them. We have, what, like five plus weeks of the season left. Can this, you know, can who knows what this will look like in five weeks. But the Reds are close enough now that they taste it and they're, they're going to go for it. San Diego's only, they're only three and seven in their last ten. They've lost three in a row. Cincinnati is five and five, so that's how they've been able to make up some ground. 
So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. If you head to the Midwest, the Cardinals beat the Brewers 8-4. And, I mean, yeah, just not great pitching in this game. But Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newt Barr went back-to-back. The home run from, from O'Neill was 450 feet. Big go-ahead homer for the Cardinals. And, um, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's obviously going to be a big blast. It's obviously going to be a big blast there. They had a big fifth inning where they put up a five spot. And they were able to ride that to victory. And last but not least in Los Angeles, the Dodgers beat the Mets. So the Dodgers have now won seven straight. They have now won seven straight. You know, they have, uh, you know, they do this. I mean, they're a good team. It doesn't matter. Every every team goes through their ups and downs. I was going to say they do this every year where they have a bit of a lull and they get hot right before the playoff starts. But it doesn't matter. This team is built for October. The, the regular season doesn't really matter for them. But a, another bullpen game for the Dodgers. Corey Kniebel was an opener. And, you know, Phillips, Gonzalez, Bigford, Gratterall, Vezia, Trinan, just each pitching in, like, you know, an inning or two here and there. They, they put together a bullpen game. And then their offense does what it needs to do with Trey Turner, the spark plug at the top, going two for four, leading things off for L.A. I love what that guy's doing this year. I love what he does every year, if we're being honest. But he is going to... He's going to get a uh, healthy contract in the offseason. I think we all know that. He's going to be a free agent. The team is going to pay very handsomely for his services. And that's how it should be. But that is it. That is every game we saw. I say that's going to do it, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.